you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com, thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, we're coming here with the podcast. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. As always, go to youtube.com, Fortress Chris Voss, and uh, hit the bell notification button. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Voss. You can see a Goodreads giveaway we're doing over there for uh, my new book coming out next month. And you can also go to all the groups on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, all those places the crazy cool kids are at. Today, we have an amazing guest on the show. His name is Josh. Elledge, and he is a serial entrepreneur. He's built companies around the world. Give me your bio. Yeah, for sure. So listen, I was originally from West Michigan. I was in the U.S. Navy for five years. I was a Navy journalist. I, I actually got to meet Adrian Cronauer from Good Morning Vietnam, the real guy, not Robin Williams. Adrian, he just completely changed the trajectory of my life because until then I was thinking journalism or broadcasting or whatever. Yeah, it sounds like it'd be a fun job. I like playing music, I, whatever. I could do that. It sounds fun. But what he really taught was this concept of serving audiences and that sacred obligation that we have to when you've got an audience, what our role is. And of course, if you know the story, he was in a position where he had to choose, do I keep spouting off the propaganda or do I share my honesty? And who really is my chain of command? And so ultimately he chose his audience, got in a little bit of trouble short term, but he was, he was recognized as a hero later for his ability to stand up for truth and right, doing the right thing. Yeah. From there, you know, I was in, in for five years. I was at my last year, Chris, I was a DJ. That was my job in the U.S. military is I got to play music on a more. I did a morning show in the Aleutian Islands for a very small spy base that it was back then. We were just listening in on Ivan. But from there, I wanted to be a love doctor in the radio. I wanted to be a love doctor on the radio. So I went to just on the road from where you are temporarily, BYU, and studied family science and started doing that. And then I fell in love with the Internet in a healthy way where I was learning how to design websites. <laughs> not the bad, not like the unhealthy way. I like way. the inference there. Yeah. So, yeah, but I became an internet developer and, and that then led to a string of businesses. Some of them were successful. I worked in corporate for a few years, then went on my own. Some of them I failed pretty miserable at just doing my own thing, just because there were a lot of lessons in business. I really hadn't learned yet. I was so naive. And there, quite frankly, were I had a lot of hangups. I had a lot of fears that kind of crept in. But then eventually, January 2007, I launched Savings Angel. Savings Angel went on to become a six-figure-a-month company. And wow. uh, we just focused on helping consumers cut their grocery bill in half. It was a membership-based website. Um, we 
really rode that wave of extreme couponing because we came up with this technology, which basically was like, listen, you don't have to cut, you don't have to be an extreme couponer. We'll just tell you exactly what to do so you can get the exact same deals that these other guys are getting. Just subscribe to our service, 20 bucks a month, and we'll help you save two, three, four hundred dollars a month. And it worked. It was a great service, but then consumers lost interest in coupons as a whole. And as a result, that had been sliding down. Meanwhile, I had developed and I had built Savings Angel with zero paid ads. We did over seven, about $7 million in revenue. And I got all of that exposure from being in the media. So I got really good at that. Locally here in Orlando, we now live, you know, I've done over 700 TV segments. Wow. I've been writing a syndicated newspaper column for over 10 years. And that's all I do for quote unquote advertising is I just serve audiences a la Adrian Cronauer. And so meanwhile, about seven years ago, I had been teaching on this. I was serving pro bono in our local startup communities, working with veteran owned businesses, minority women owned businesses, just anyone I could serving on boards, pro bono workshops, so that sort of thing. Well, the funny thing happens when you just start going out and doing nice things for people is people become aware of what your skills are. And then even if you're giving them away for free, it will lead to opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I accidentally started up my influence. And today, again, another seven-figure company. And where we started with helping our clients get tons of media coverage, what we found is when I would ask Chris the question, why do you want media? Sometimes it was ego, right? I want to be known. I want to be famous. But most of the time, it came down to some sort of a sales equation. They want to make money with it. And so we really just focused on, okay, how can we get you attention, but attention that's going to drive sales? And then we just kept on obsessing on the sales component. And today, as a company, Up My Influence, that's all we do now is we just got so obsessive on the sales component. Most of our clients were consultants, agencies, B2B service providers, so that we really developed this method of leveraging generosity and platform to get sales. So now as a company at Up My Influence, that's all I do is I help consultants, agencies, and so forth make a ton more money by, again, just being much more generous in life. And you've been doing this since 2014? Yeah. So Up My Influence, so it was about seven years into Savings Angel. That's where I'm like, like you get to this point, I, I, I've, I love doing nice things for people, particularly in a way where I'm, I know in my heart, I'm not doing it from an ulterior motive. Like I'm doing it because it feels good. I do it because it's the right thing to do. I do it because I had mentors in my professional life that I'm forever grateful to. And so whether or not you've quote unquote made it or not, if you want to be happier in life, Go do stuff for people of which there are no perceived like payoffs, immediate payoffs. Just go plant seeds because mm -hmm. here's what will happen is where you plant your seed is not necessarily where you're going to reap your harvest. That sounds like my dating life. No, that's a joke. <laughs> anyway, I just, I, I could not let that one get by. So this is awesome. And then you have a podcast too as well. Yeah, I've done, I've done a few episodes. So up my influence as of when we're recording this right now, I believe we have about a thousand and fifty episodes in the can. Oh. Uh, I record 
this is crazy for any other podcasters listen. This usually blows people's mind when I ask, well, how many episodes do you do a week? And most podcasters are, I do a single episode a week. I record about 12 to 15 episodes and I'm just booking off like 30 minute meetings with as many guests as I can. My job is just to do good, build relationships and see what happens in those relationships. What I find is that when you network with people that are just doing stuff in business, opportunities are going to happen. And those opportunities make it all worthwhile. So I'm very thoughtful about, you know, who I invite to be a guest on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur, which is our daily podcast. But right now, episodes, right now, Chris, this is crazy. Just think about, and and I know you'll appreciate this just from a podcast production and operation logistics perspective. But right now, when people book with me, they have to wait. So it's September 28th right now is when we're recording this. Sorry, if that messes with any kind of illusion of uh, production schedules and so forth. Okay, so we're recording this. My right now, I'm about two and a half months is my next available slot to record. I am booked between now and two and a half months from now with generally about 12 to 15 interviews Every week through the, that's how far in advance I'm booked. And all of those people are potential business partners. I'm going to find out if there's some way I can help them. I'm going to find out if there's some way that they can help me. Like we're going to just going to network together. That is, it's, that's our business model. That's all Mm -hmm. I do is I just, I'm a big time collaborator. I love finding ways of, oh, you do this. Oh, I do this. I've got an audience. I've you got this. I've got what can we do together? And so then we just figure it out. It's that's a, awesome. It's, it's a great way of doing business. That's awesome. We do up to two a day, so that's ten a week. Max. That's amazing. Depends on how busy I am. And when you've been doing it a long time like you have, it's not hard. We're I think we're just right behind you in numbers where we're in the eight hundreds. The but yeah, I, I, it's interesting. Hey, quit booking like successful authors on the show and book people you can do business with. Yes. <laughs> no, it's an, it, that's a really interesting model that they can have where you can have people on the show, talk to them, see if they're simpatico with the people in the business. That's pretty smart. You think about, think about like when you go to say an event, like where do you, I don't know about you, but I always derive my greatest value from conferences, events, and so forth at the mixers, just talking to people. What mm-hmm. do you do? Oh, very cool. Hey, let's chat next week and see if there's something we should be doing together. And and yeah. here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. What I'm talking about, I recommend a book, Bob Berg, Go Givers, Sell More. Honestly, it's how I live my life. When you lead with generosity, so most people lead with a scarcity mindset. They're like, yeah. I'm going to sell this. Guy. I'm going to sell my product to this. Guy. I'm going to make some money right here. Easy. You can take it easy on that. Take your sales hat, put it on a shelf. Just be a nice person. Just chill out and relax. It will feel inefficient because gurus have, have been out there telling you to sell to everyone, any, everyone and anything and put them on some kind of automated autopilot and stuff. And what's happened is that marketers and people in sales have become so inhuman that consumers are revolting. Against that. We hate being sold to. We hate being advertised and marketed to. And so instead, what we're craving is just human connection. 
And so when you show up and you've got some stuff going on and you're just there to show up and be a friend and just connect and find out if there's anything you could do. I'm not talking about giving away thousands of dollars of your time or whatever. What are the small things that you could do? Intros. Can you buy their book and leave a review? That doesn't cost that much money. I do that all the time. And those sorts of things are high value for the other person. This is simple. Dale Carnegie how to win friends, influence people stuff. Just, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to go to the level of, hey, eventually you're going to want something out of it, just trust that process. And there you go. Yeah, people, you'll, opportunities, you will be swimming, swimming in opportunities before too long. Yeah, that sure beats what I get on my LinkedIn where it's just, so they don't even qualify you. They're like, no. uh, hey man, I got some really great bras and uh, we got great deals on bras this week. And you're like, dude, I- did you even qualify yep. me? Do you even know that don't wear bras? At least not on weekdays. Get we those have... emails, get those slide. Those people sliding into DMs all the time. <laughs> they haven't even looked at your profile. It's just spray <laughs> and pray. And it's just so slimy. And it's why people avoid that. So your ideal customer is, listen, to the legit great business owners out there, if you are doing with the slimy marketers or do anywhere near what they are doing, it's not your fault that it's not working. The waters have been overfished. And so as a result, you're just going to have to rehumanize all of your communication. You're going to have to just be, treat people the way that you want to be treated. Honestly, how do you buy what you buy? How did you develop that relationship? Do that and do it at a grand scale. Meet and talk to lots of people. Yeah, most definitely. So you guys, you have the podcast, you do the help with coaching and all the different models. Is there anything we haven't touched on or covered yet? I think that's pretty much it. Thanks for having me. Okay. <laughs> no, right, well, I, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Again, I, 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 I want to talk on this, right? And, and so what I see as working in business today, if, if you really want to know what Josh Elledge's three principles of success are, I would say number one is you're just going to have to manage your authority online. And what I mean by that is you can't expect to just be charming on a call or on a live stream or a webinar or however you're engaging with people. And that's it. People are going to buy from you. That's not what consumers do. And everyone's a consumer. I, I keep using the word consumer. I don't care if you sell B to G, B to B, whatever, B to A, a I don't know, whatever, you, B to whatever. Okay, everyone's a consumer. We all think like consumers. And I will tell you that in particular, if you're selling to successful business owners, you will never meet a more protective, guarded group of folk just because they get they just get inundated with stuff. Mm-hmm. Chris, a la like what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. So what I'm by managing your authority is here's what's going to happen. Right now, Chris, someone's listening to me. They see my name, Josh Elledge. All right, I don't know. Who's this guy? Right? It sounds like he's got a couple of good ideas. All right, sounds all right. like me all the time. <laughs> so Who the hell is this gonna- guy? Yeah, 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 exactly. So they are, you are here, chances are you're hearing me for the very first time. You don't know me. You don't really trust me at this point. So what if I were to make assumptions about what you're probably going to do, if I've said anything that interests you, you're not going to buy my stuff. You don't know and trust me enough to buy my things yet. That's okay. Here's what you're probably going to do. You're probably going to hit up Google. you be like, yeah, yeah, let's see what Josh, let's see who Josh really is. And so they're going to hit up Google. Here's the thing. I know you're going to hit up Google. So what am I going to do? I am going to 
I'm going to work hard to make sure that my vanity search results are okay. I can't control it 100%, but I'm at least going to try to produce a lot of content where if you Google Josh Elledge, you're either going to find me or you're going to find the guy that was on The Bachelorette for one episode. <laughs> there was another Josh Elledge. So, really, uh, he was on The Bachelor? I thought he was, I yeah, problems. so he was... But he, I don't even think he made it past the tryouts, but oh, I tell you what, man, rough. if there's something that'll jack up your SEO, have someone named Chris Voss. There is a famous that, other yeah, famous yeah. Chris Voss, right? Yeah. 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 So that that's always a little confused, but anyway, but I know that. And so not only do I know that one of the first results that you're likely going to see when you Google my name is going to be my LinkedIn profile. Now in business, in the business world, in the B2B world, LinkedIn, just for the profiles, is a great place to lay out a good 411 written in a format of here's why you should get to know me. Here's what you, here's my four, here's everything that if you're going to give me 30 seconds of your time, here's the least you should probably know about me. So I know that people that are checking me out are probably going to land on my LinkedIn. They're going to look at it and then they are going to make a decision whether or not to continue in that relationship. And they might say, nah, I got enough here. Now I know who he is. They've satisfied their curiosity. Or I could pique their curiosity and say, hey, look, here's the next step in a potential relationship. You could watch this video where I'm going to give you more and more value. So the goal here ultimately is you want to communicate your true authority. You'll find, unfortunately, I can't use the logos or anything like that. You'll probably find out, okay, Josh has spoken for the Tony Robbins organization. Josh has been on TV or been in the media over 2,000 times. These are indicators of authority. Okay, I communicate that not because I need for my own ego, but I want you to know, okay, he's probably had a few people check him out and they gave him the pass. I'll give him other... I'm earning, we're always earning attention five to 10 seconds at a time. And your goal ultimately is proximity leads to familiarity. Then we develop what's called familiarity bias, right? Where eventually, Chris, if someone gets to talk with you, if they've been listening to your podcast for any length of time, they're going to show up. They're going to be like, Chris, oh man. And you're like, Hey, great to meet you. It's like why we run up to celebrities and I was in a green room with Huey Lewis and I'm like trying so hard to play it cool. I was not able to play it cool because I'm like, I knew him so well because of his body of work. But that's what we want to do. Make it insanely easy for people to get to know you and fall in love with you. Right? Yeah. That's Uh, the number one authority. In my case, they it's insanely easy to get to know me and then just sincerely hate me. That's also <laughs> that's also my dating strategy. Right. Um, the, <laughs> no, people do that to me all the time. I, I go to events and they'll run up to me and they'll scream, The Christmas show. Yeah. And you're just like security. <laughs> like you're just and you don't even know who they are. You're just like, Yeah, you. Okay. Now I'm really creeped out. <laughs> But that, yeah, if let's say, for example, like Chris, how did, how does the Chris show, can I ask, how does the Chris Voss show make money? Hey, wait, you're supposed to make money with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Are we supposed to be making money? <laughs> I'm not getting paid for this crap. <laughs> in a perfect world, right? In a world, we, one man, we, one we microphone. Sell. 
We sell ads, but it's like yeah. what you say. For the most part, the show is is a uh, you give it, and everything else revolves around everything the YouTube yes. channels and and all the stuff. But we make money off of ads, advertising. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Ex- if you love Chris, please engage with his sponsors. Please engage with his yeah. ads. It, it really that's how you can show the love, and it yeah. re- it really matters. Just speaking on behalf of independent creatives out there and creators out there, been in the podcast world forever. Like it makes so. Like to the average listener, it's okay. I'm going to click on this ad and buy this. Like it doesn't make a big, it makes a, every sale makes a huge difference uh, to, to someone who's an independent creator. But yeah, so we leverage. So familiarity then leads to, or I'm sorry. So proximity leads to familiarity. Familiarity leads to know, like, and trust. That's who we do business with. Hmm. And an authority is your way of earning that trust along the way. So you can keep earning attention five, 10 seconds at a time. True. That's yeah, that's number one. So authority is very important to, to success today in business, I'd say. Number two, if you, can I continue or? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, all right, yeah. So number two would be generosity, right? And so here's the thing. You can't, I, I, I do tons of, I've done tons of media consulting, coaching. Like I've done tons, 700 TV segments, over 700 TV segments alone. Okay, you cannot fool audiences, Okay. If you have an ulterior, whatever your motive is, we all know it. We all know what you're up to. You can't fool audiences, even unless you're like an amazing actor. Certainly if you are in sales and you want to make a sale and you want to make a commission or something like that, oh, we all know it. We, we, we could tell you that before, like within seconds of you walking in the room, you give off that energy. So never before have consumers been more dialed into and and guarded, quite frankly, against being sold to. So if I can just encourage you, if you want to make more money in business, you got to chill out on that. You you just, you got to wake up in the morning and I know what it's like to wake up and say, shit, I got to pay the bills. I don't have any money. But you, it when your heart is in a place of who can I, move from who can I sell to today to who can I serve today, okay? Mm-hmm. There's going to be a, it's going to feel a little less effective initially, but then what's going to happen is it starts catching up with you. And who can I serve today? All of a sudden opens doors that never would have been open to you because people know the true intent of your heart and they just are naturally attracted to that. They don't even know that you've got anything for sale. They just know how can I spend more time around this person here? Because I feel like they're good for me. That's what you want to evoke. Do that. I promise you, listen, for someone who's listening to me right now and you're struggling in business, been there, done that, right? Follow this advice for a good solid 60, 90 days and watch what happens. Watch what happens. The gurus that are telling you that you're going to be an overnight success and all this other stuff, one funnel away, blah, blah, blah. It's look, they're selling a lot of their shit. But yeah. you're not, I have been, Chris, I have been to culty marketing events where I hear advice from the stage, and this is a very well-known tactic. And I'm going to be very cautious here because this gets into some shared experiences here. But there, this is a very well-documented cult tactic. Give audiences or give parishioners or followers bad advice so mm. that they will go out and they will fail for... for <laughs> And it is, it's very intentional. Is that it's what's going not, on when I see that? I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. 
Yeah. And there are some really big gurus. I think I've done some good work in other areas, but then I've seen them on stage and where they give that here's a script, just call someone right now, pick up your phone and call someone and just read them this script. And it's the most horrible, scammy, fake sounding thing. And it's absolutely designed for them to fail. So that then the idea is it's not for their success. It's because you want that person to come back into the tribe, into the family where it's safe and they can get validation and they're loved and they get, and then you love bomb them and then pay 10% of your money, pay $5,000 and all your wildest dreams will come true. That's what it's designed for. And, and again, I, I, forgive me if I'm stepping on some toes right there. I definitely am. It's all designed. It's not for the success of the effort. It's for that individual, keeping that individual person in the tribe. There you go. So we, we covered a lot of stuff. One of the questions that had come in about, I don't know, the 15 minutes ago was this one from a Facebook user. Love to hear some tips on building influence in area for business. I think we caught that covered, didn't we? Yeah. So listen, yeah. here, you know, just one very specifically on media attention. So there's media you do for visibility. Then there's media you do for authority. Okay. Media for visibility. That's all on social. That's a podcast, YouTube. That's where the audiences are. However, there, then there's media you do for authority. So I've been written up in Forbes and blah, 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 the TV. The audiences aren't really engaged. The audiences are not huge, to be very honest with you. They're not. So why would I spend my time on TV? It's because it's for the authority. It's for, if I can see, like I've seen Tony Robbins come on stage and he's got his little reel. Well, they show Tony Robbins on CNBC and all this other stuff. Okay, those aren't, those are good audiences, but honestly, he, he does live streams and other events way more people, but he does it. He shows that. So you see, it's that validation. So a lot of times, so what we'll do is we'll say, people will tell you they don't trust the media. They do. They do. They reckon they don't necessarily trust it, but they respect it. They respect the brand. They respect the authority. So authority, oftentimes we say, listen, this person over here, I acknowledge that there is perceived authority from this and you had affiliation with them. So therefore you have authority through association, right? So now if you want that media, Right. And because you want to improve your conversion rate, you want to improve your opt in rate, you want to improve your stickiness. Someone hears, okay, Josh was on, you know, national TV or whatever. Again, what I was talking about, you're earning five to 10 more seconds because they're like, Oh, okay. Maybe I should pay attention to that. Okay. So how do you get, how do you get that? Most people, and I can tell you as a member of the media now writing a syndicated column, which I get spammy pitches. Every day, multiple, many of them. And 98% of them are just total crap. And here's the thing that pisses me off is that those, most of those press releases are coming from PR firms that are getting paid to spray and pray and just spam. And I feel bad for the companies and the well-meaning business owners that are like, look, I I just want to make an impact in the world here. Can you help me? And they're like, ah, ha, ha, yes, we will help you. Give us all your money. And then they just spray and pray, right? Yeah. Which all these email addresses and Twitter accounts and stuff, those are all for free. Like you, you don't have to, right. you can find those on the station, the TV station's website. Yeah. So I don't mean to bash, I'm bashing, by the way, I'm bashing the bad PR firms. Oh, for anyone who's listening to this show, you're it's obviously good, not yeah. them. You're good. I, it's funny. I'm like you when I see that, 
PR Newswire thing come across. I'm like, yeah. Hey, no journalist in the world wakes up in the morning and go, oh, I can't wait to crack open PR Newswire, see what kind of great, delicious news stories. They're That's not where they get news stories oh, cool. from. You pay I mean, 250 once in a bucks while. Good job. Well, yeah. Once in a while, it might stimulate some ideas. But here's what you want to do is you, you, you want to be you want to be a friend and you want to help. You want to be a helper. What is the job of a morning show's producer? Now, I'm going to tell you that stop aiming too high. If on the scale of an, on an authority scale, if you're a two right now, and that's not a slam. It's just if you're newer in business and you haven't done a lot of stuff, okay, you aiming for an eight, it's not going to happen. It's just not. So aim for small media outlets and you have to stair step your way. And when you reach out, please do so with a heart of service. Please do so from a, I feel like this would be great value for your audience. I'm here to serve, happy to help. I don't have anything for sale. How many pitches do you get like that, by the way? (laughs) Everybody who's sending up press releases has something for sale. And so when everybody zigs, you zag, you get in. And and this is how we've always gotten all of our media attention for savings angel or whatever. I always love when I get a thing from a PR agent who's being paid, I don't know, $30,000 a month or $50,000 a year. And they go, and you're like, hey, we want to put our guests in your show. And I'm like, if you want to get on for an editorial or whatever, you can buy an ad and then we'll put you on just like a TV station or radio station. And they're like, oh, we don't do pay to play. And I'm like, who the the hell is paying (laughs) your salary? Yes, you do. Like, who's paying you? you? You are the pay to play. Give me a fucking yeah. kiss. My you're ass. all about that pay to play. Don't, yeah, don't 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 shame me when you're yeah. the one eating all the pie. Like, oh, you want some pie? What a jerk you are! I'm busy. Eating. I'm like, fuck off! I hate that. Shit. So, uh, thanks to my Facebook user. I'm not sure who that was probably. I think it's one of the groups because the groups won't feed me the names. Yeah. So it's one of the four uh, Facebook feeds that we put out. But thank you. I hope hopefully we answer your question there. Thanks for that question. Yeah. Uh, there was another question I had for you, and but you've covered everything. You've been amazing. Oh, the thing I was going to touch on to you too. I don't really approach my podcast guests at at some product at doing business with them, and mm-hmm. I like your approach of what you're doing. What's been interesting is in the last couple of weeks since we've got the book set up to launch on October 5th. Mm-hmm is people have been buying the books that have been coming on the show. And so it's been yes. really weird. And I'm like, are you stalking me? People come on the show and I'm like, I'm, the, the, I'll see the buy come through on the pre-order. Are they stalking me? And Which they probably should because they are coming on my show. But still. Yeah, Beacons of Leadership. <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking at it right now. So yeah. beaconsofleadership.com. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for, I, I'm doing no, you, Josh. No, no, I'm, I'm interested. I'm telling you, man, I read, I, I book a lot. And if they have something that I need, you yeah. better believe I'm going to, that, that's how I hire everybody. Yeah. How How else am I supposed to hire people? Wait, so what I, I'm going to do mean, is I'm, I'm just going to, do... I'm just going to copy your model and amp up to 15 podcasts a week. And then that's the 15 books I can sell. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> it's, but see when, here's the thing, right? When you're in, in when you're networking and, and, and if you're deliberate about who you network with, we want to be, we want to share value with everybody. But my personal time, I have to be sensitive to that. And so I want to network, high level networking. There's, in my opinion, I don't know that there's anything more valuable for a CEO to do. Honestly, because just of the what can happen when you're spending time with another successful business owner, they've got 30 to 40 employees or whatever, they're doing great stuff. They've got this, they got when you see like these huge joint venture launches and stuff like that, and they make seven figures in one weekend, 
That's what I'm talking about. It's, it's that sort of thing. It's two people. I have this, I've got chocolate, you've got peanut butter. And all of a sudden you got, that is, I dated myself. I think that was popular in the early (laughs) eighties. You got your chocolate in my peanut butter. You got your peanut butter on my chocolate. Uh, We are sounds dirty, but it's not. It's, it's, well, that's on. We, we'll put that section of this on the OnlyFans account. That's a whole new. That's a whole new bite again in the show segment. But yeah, we'll talk about that after the show. Can I share something with you? Sure. Um, yeah, I'd love this. I had a guest. Speaking of OnlyFans, he provides professional financial services. I'm not going to say his name or anything like that. But his clients are OnlyFans folks. Wow. He's like, Josh, you have no, you have no idea. And his whole thing is, look, it's probably not going to last for real. So his approach is this money's probably not going to be coming in for decades. Like you have a professional athlete, you have a shelf life. (laughs) And so his job is, look, if you've got three to four good years here, we're going to try and plan for the future here but he's you wouldn't know it's crazy how much money they make oh yeah it's, it's nuts it's, it's nuts but Hopefully yeah I, I thought that was fascinating works even also works with other like influencers people that like make money all of a sudden like they go from broke to all of a sudden making six figures a month yeah, yeah. they almost lost it they almost lost it too I, oh yeah they tried to claw it back and they put it back and there are all these you girls know, there are all these girls that are online crying going oh, i'm gonna to go get a waitress job and you're like wow i feel so sorry for you let me it's a strange bizarre world we live in where you can get paid for i remember in the old days you'd get mad at your kid if they were playing video games all the time now it's like my boys are live streaming they've got like all these people watching them i'm like hey man keep at it keep working on that personality because that's what people will love you for it so yeah, it's funny what we do. Be careful what you discourage your kids from. That's uh, true. Because you can make money doing about anything today. Or be careful what you encourage your young daughters to do. That's uh, that too. It's a weird market, man, what's going out there. So we've talked about building brands. Anything you want to touch on before we go out? The final thing. So we talked about authority, generosity, and the final thing would be platform. And here's the thing, Chris, we're on your platform right now. We're serving an audience. I'm thrilled to do so platform is so powerful. And here's the thing, like anybody, I don't care if you have nobody in your audience, you can go just to give you someone's out there and they're like, okay, I'm gonna follow this Josh guy's advice. Okay. You don't even need to have an audience in order to leverage platform. If you are a member of a group, for example, you in some, not all groups, but in some groups, they'll allow you to go live. You could live stream to that group. I've done that. I'm like, I'm not even the admin. I'm just like, I'm going to provide some content to the other members of this group. And I'm going to do a live stream right now at this event because I think it's relevant. It's interesting. I'm not going to sell nothing because that's a one-way ticket to, you know, getting your, getting booted out of there. But here's the thing. I leverage, I, I I was at an event. I walked up to this one woman who is an authority in this field that I am definitely not. And I said, would you mind if we did a quick live stream? I'd like to promote this event. And I'd, I'd love to ask you a couple of questions. And she's going to say, yes, of course. I made sure that she legitimately, just whenever you got a second, totally no problem or whatever. So then I go live and I'm leveraging platform, not even my platform. Okay. I don't know, maybe a couple dozen people watched it or whatever. But the main thing I wanted to do is I wanted to perform an act of service. And I wanted to do something nice for this other person, right? Now, when she sees me, I'm not just some nobody. 
Cause I, I go to events all the time where I'm just, I'm a no, nobody knows me here, whatever. And, but I found that you can network your way in to about anywhere you want to go due to generosity and leverage it platform is the fastest path in my opinion, because we all have access to it, but so few of us are truly leveraging it. But yeah, so I would encourage you. I'm a big fan of using the podcast platform, live streams, there's social media content. Everybody today is, has, is a journalist. Everybody today is an influencer uh, of, of some sort. And you can use that to do great things for nice people. And as a result, great things will happen for you. Yeah, most definitely. My dog's got a bigger audience than, than I do. <laughs> they got their own podcasts and like <laughs> OnlyFans too. Butt licking going on. The I'm just doing <laughs> jokes, people. I don't know what that means. Anyway, Josh, it's been wonderful on the show. You've been uh, wonderfully energetic, super thoughtful, great data. Tell us where people can find you on the interwebs. Yeah, sure. Listen, if there's anybody who's like, Killing it in business, like doing well in business, maybe on the B2B side. I'm always looking for guests. There's a little bit of a wait, but I'd love to feature you. That's just what I do. I just do nice things for people. If you're not quite at that level, say you're not yet maybe at six figures or whatever. Listen, I've got tons of free stuff on my website. You can lurk. You don't even have to opt in for anything. I'll never know you're there, but I've got videos. I've got free courses. I give away what other people sell for thousands of dollars because mm. it's just what I do. One of our key core values is just is democ democratization. It's generosity. It's just doing nice things for people. And there wouldn't be enough my influence if it weren't for that opportunity to serve on boards and do nice things for folks. Yeah. So when you go there, I, I would say in particular, I do something, Chris, it's a high ticket um, say a course. And if you are doing under a quarter million dollars a year, you can get a free scholarship. It's not some big gotcha or whatever. It's free. Go get it. Wow. It's, I'd love, wow. love to have you. Nice. That's awesome. Josh, thanks for coming on the show. Certainly appreciate it. It's great to meet you and get to know you better. For sure, Chris, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. I'll have you on my show in a couple months. That's true. Yeah. Next month. Uh, in fact, I think it's the exact month. I think yep. it's on the 20th next month. So. 30 days from now. Looking That'll forward look to it. It'll be the That'll day. Be awesome. It'll be the day before my fiftieth birthday. Oh Crazy. wow! You're gonna hit the big fifty, huh? Yeah, I just yeah. got mail from the AARP yesterday too. Yeah, that's, that's that one riot? thing that'll make you feel old. <laughs> isn't that a riot when that comes? You're like, wait a second. <laughs> I'm what, not AARP. What oh, worse is that, this? You know, I live in Florida, and there there are communities that are fifty plus communities. <laughs> I have in Vegas too, 55 God, God. <laughs> I'm actually thinking about moving to them because they don't have kids in those neighborhoods. So I don't have to sit and hear. There is that. I think that's the appeal. Ever since I moved from Vegas up to Utah for the coronavirus thing, like they have lots of kids here for this. And, and uh, lots of kids. <laughs> like uh, my whole neighborhood, I'm a savior sort of dude. If I hear someone in trouble, I, I'm like, I will go save you. And uh, I'm running the building sort of guy. And so when I hear kids screaming, I'm like, some kid getting kidnapped or what's yeah, going on? Right, right? Yeah. And they're just all screaming here. And then, yeah, and then kids just worse. scream. Yeah, it's just worse at the stores, too. They're, they're screaming, mm. they're climbing shelves. The parents are just like, <laughs> I don't know. You're like, your kid just murdered somebody, one of the Walmart people on the floor there. They're sitting there. They got a knife halfway in them. You might want to do something about that. No, like, kids will be kids. Yeah, I don't know. Kids will be kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, I used to always joke that I used to take the Utah kids and feed one to my dog. 
because <laughs> each family has 10 kids. They're not going to miss it. We're going to know one on the way. <laughs> anyway, there's my Utah jokes. Anyway, thanks, Josh, for being on the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Go to YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Voss. Hit the bell notification button. Also go to Goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Voss. All the groups you have on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and all those places the cool kids are playing because we're trying to be cool. Be good to each other, and we'll see you guys next time.